He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. Hello, good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show. And indeed, it is me, Edward Hayden, and with you right through until 12 noon. And hopefully you're in right order. We're in great order here on a Saturday morning. We're out and about and delighted to be so. We're out this morning and we're here for the live and official opening of Carlo's uh, newest uh, business operation. And that is the Chemist Warehouse. And the Chemist Warehouse opened here yesterday. And let me tell you, you want to see it folks uh, you've never seen anything like it is all I can tell you it is absolutely massive here and Thalon Ruddy Shopper and we'll be uh, chatting about all of that a little bit later on but uh, the chemist warehouse in Carlo it's in the Four Lakes Retail Park and uh, we've been here before a couple of times and you want to see it there is uh, yellow and blue and red balloons there's a balloon arch here outside of it this morning you won't miss it it's over in the corner and it's in that lovely um bright yellow color so uh check that out and we're going to have lots of information about that this morning and we're delighted to be here and uh we'd say Mila Buikas Lenadini e uh the warehouse here the chemist warehouse in Carlo for the kind invitation to uh come to you live from here this morning now Ken is here Tara is here Carmel is here so team Casey Law you have the top table of KCLR here with you this morning and delighted to be so what have I got coming up for you um, I have Shirley Lanigan our resident gardening expert coming shortly Dovrida the Roche, the Sna Kestilar Van, Augustoshi, Egg Chat, Ikyan Kuplino made a kind free all things Gaelicus Nakarlock, Augustalan Ruddy Ellen, no doubt. Um, what else have I got? I have got uh, Angela is coming to tell us all about the marketing aspect of here as well, because Angela is the chief marketing uh, officer. We're also going to have our healthy habits uh, feature, and that's with thanks to the Natural Health Food Store, and looking forward to that as well. We've got lots of information uh, there last week. Now, modern families are all around us and I suppose the uh, the, the family breakup or breakdown um, has um, has come in all different sorts of configurations. So Brian Dowling and Arthur Gurnalin are coming on this morning to talk to us about their new book, Modern Family. And of course, this uh, will tell all about the story where um, they went through a surrogacy programme and their now daughter, Blake, is... Uh, in the world and giving great joy to Brian and Arthur so we look forward to chatting with them all about that. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor, local and of this parish is coming down to tell us all about all things Carlo as well and we have lots of guests and visitors here from the chemist warehouse in Carlo as well and as well as all of that we couldn't have uh, have it without a little bit of music and we're delighted to be joined by one of Ireland's country legends and that's the none other than Louise Morrissey is going to be with us here this morning and she's going to tell us all about her upcoming concert in Kilkenny. Vishi e Carlock e Kupla Shakhtan Ohin and uh, she was absolutely fantastic out in the Dalman Hotel so we look forward to hearing about how things will be in Kilkenny. 083-306-9696 is our dinners ready data e contact line that uh, will come to us here in um, studio and of course Martin Bridgman is back in studio keeping an eye on all things for us as well as always and we thank him for that. 1800 1996 will get you through to HQ and they will send the message in the bottle to us but we'd love to hear from you between now and 12 o'clock for sure and certain. Or of course if you are in Carlo 
and you'd love to pop down to us here at the chemist warehouse we'd love to see you as well you won't miss us it's the yellow building with the big blue van outside of it so uh, you'll certainly won't miss it and we'd love to hear from you let's head over to line one on it we're joined by our resident gardening expert Shirley Lanigan Shirley good morning to you Oh, good morning, Edward. Good morning. You sound like you're busy, busy, busy there today. Oh, Shirley, you have no idea. You have no <laughs> idea. It's busy uh, on Tom Galore, he, uh, he sail on Edward. Um, come here, listen. It is a busy time for people as well because there is a bit of uh, re-raw uh, last weekend with uh, storms and everything. So we're putting our gardens back together. Uh, it's a dirty old weekend. Yesterday was dirty. Today is dirty and tomorrow is expected to be so as well, Shirley. So should we be out with our notebook just planning our spring or should we get out there? Well, you know, you could do that. But I have two bits of news for you here now and, and, and oh. some, of them involve, and some of them involve forward planning. So, listen, the first one is the Kilkenny Horticultural Society is having a fabulous talk in the Clubhouse Hotel on the 30th of this month at 8 o'clock, right? And it's Assumpta Broomfield, who is one of the best plants women in the country. Assumpta was responsible for the first of the walled gardens that they put up in Altamount when they when they restored the, 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 the garden, when the OPW restored the garden uh, back in the, in the 90s. And she's going to be talking about Corona North, and the, 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 the gardens at Altamount, and it's just going to be wonderful. So that's just something, if people are thinking of flowers, you could get no better inspiration than to go along and listen to Assumpta talking about herbaceous borders in Altamount, and that's on the 30th. And then the other And of course, Altamount is so beautiful, you, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Now listen, here's another one, and it's also to do with Altamount. Do you know what a galanthophile is? A galanthophile? I think I've heard the word before, but um, it won't come to mind. A galanthophile. I'd ask Breda de Roche that she's here beside me. Breda de Roche, did you know what a galanthophile is? Oh, yeah, oh, no, that would be too cruel. Breda's asking me to quirkesh there. What is an osquelica? Now, Breda, we're hard pushed to know it in English. Uh, tell us what it is, Shirley. <laughs> uh, it's actually it's somebody who's insanely in love with snowdrops. That is Breda de Roche. That is Breda de Roche is a galanthophile. <laughs> there you go. Now, and Dana. There is the 12th annual Ga- Snowdrop or Galanthus Festival is going to be held, and it's held by Robert Miller from Altamount. It's in January and it's in the Bally Kelly Hotel and it's a sort of a, it's, it's quite a grand, fantastic event really. You have all of these experts coming over talking about snowdrops and there's lunch in the middle of the day and then there's a tour around the gardens at Altamount and it's a, if somebody wants to get a really fancy Christmas present for something and they know that the person loves their snowdrops, this could be the present and contact Robert Miller at Altamount if you want to buy a present of a day with the Galanthophiles in January. Snowdrops the and daffodils. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Every time I hear the word from you, Shirley, I have to do that. It's kind of like a tradition at this stage. But that would snowdrops. be gorgeous. Snowdrops, not the titchum. 
Oops, no. Oh, Mahan Colleen. <laughs> there is a, a big smile. Uh, 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 she's, uh, she's delighted. But Shirley, all joking aside, do you know, sometimes it is impossible to think what can we get for people. So how lovely it is now to have something like that because... You know, I always think activity presents are great because, you know, they they're seeing and doing and getting and there's the excitement of looking forward to it. So for uh, any budding galantophiles, that would be gorgeous for sure. There you go. There you go. Now I'm sorting out Christmas for you as well. <laughs> ah, come here till I tell you. Shirley, you are more than the, the gardening woman. You are like the panacea for all. There, that's well, we leave it at that then. That's very yeah, good. Could you, could you could you ask for more? Can you ask for more than that? Um, Shirley, talk to me then. In terms of you mentioned about herbaceous borders, um, people are often kind of thinking and you know rejigging their garden at this style. Uh, we spoke last week at length about hedging and about you know replacing damaged hedges. We got a mountain of texts after you left because uh, it seems to be uh, an issue for people. But in terms of herbaceous borders. What are a couple of ones that are maybe just a little off the norm? Something that would just bring a little bit of difference to your garden, Shirley? Well, if you want your herbaceous border to continue right up until literally now, halfway into November, you should really have a few salvias in there. Salvias are, they start, mm, they so, most of them start flowering in and around July. And if you're lucky enough, you literally have them flowering into November with mad exotic pinks and purples and reds. They are tremendous perennials. And they're the sort of thing that if they're happy in your garden, they'll multiply up and you'll have them year after year after year. So uh, one that I would really recommend, go down to the garden centre, you might find it still flowering, or if you've got a friend who has it in their garden, would be salvia Amistad, A-M-I-S-T-A-D. And it's a tall, this is a tall plant, which you'd put probably at the back of your border. And it's got the most incredibly vivid purple flowers. Now, they're not big. They're only about the size of your little finger. But there'll be lots of them scattered all over the, 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 the plant. And even when the flower falls off, the, the little cup that the flower sat in, it's sort of like a sepal, it's a dark it's like a sort of a grape black, grape purple, strange sort of a, a colour. So even when the flower is gone, it still looks like a beautiful plant. So a salvia would be definitely, if you're going to the garden centre and you're going to buy yourself one or two um, perennials to add to your border for next year. And this is a good time to do it because the ground is still warm. It's still diggable. And if yes. you plant your perennials in there now, they'll start growing before the ground colds, cools down and they'll be romping off away next spring, you know, nice and early into the year. And as I say, salvias definitely worth adding into your border and while you've got the ground dug up stick in a few extra bulbs get some alliums and throw them in there as well because they'll cheer up the border earlier on in the in the summer sort of april into may and into june and surely it would be so fair to say uh, it would be fair to say that there's about 600 million salvias uh, varieties in the garden center isn't there 
There are. There are so many of them. They're really wonderful. There's a whole series called the Wishes series, and there's pink wishes and purple wishes and all sorts of different wishes. And they are really, they're very, very easy plants to grow. They're not quite as tall as the Amistad. They'll be sort of maybe a, a, a 75 centimetres to a metre tall. Absolutely beautiful, easy to mind plants. And uh, as I say, they're just a little bit out of the ordinary uh, in a border and as I say I'm particularly good in the second half of the year um, absolutely Shirley I've just just checked your phone there because I've just sent you a, a picture uh, and a texter has says hi Edward can you please ask Shirley what kind of plant this is and how can I remedy it uh, and that's with thanks now while you're looking at that I can very simply tell them the remedy is to move it to a bigger pot and I'm no gardening expert at all I think it's some sort of a lily um, it is. It's a calla. It's a calla lily. lily. I was thinking. Yeah, I nearly knew the answer oh, the to that. Poor misfortunate. The first thing to do is get in there with the little snips and cut off all that dead stuff. I mean, it's just it, nobody loves that plant. Well, she's she loves it enough to reach out, Shirley. Now, don't judge. <laughs> okay, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> get in, get in, and cut cut off the uh, all the dead stuff and the yellow stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, maybe put some newspaper out on the table and tip the plant gently out of the pot and just see, is it root bound? And if it's root bound, pot it on into one size, a pot one size up from the little grey gray pot that it's in there now. If it isn't root bound, you might be, oh, you might have been overwatering it. Just test the soil and see if the oil, if the soil is soggy and 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 uh, icky. Let it dry out before you water the plant again. Okay. Mm-hmm. But cut away all, cut away all that dead, all that dead matter, and immediately the plant will start looking better. And I can see you do have a flower there, so you know you've something to work with. Absolutely. But just check and make sure that it hasn't outgrown its pot, and also check and make sure that the the, the soil isn't like soggy, soggy, soggy. Well, I did all of the aforementioned during the week myself with an anturium, you know, that red waxy anturium. And it's even after thriving in the few days uh, since we spoke last week, I did it last Saturday afternoon and it's after thriving. So a a little bit of love can, can bring any of us on a good bit, Shirley. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know we'll all be, everybody will be getting ready for their poncettias and their Christmas cacti and all of that sort of thing now in the next few weeks. We'll, we'll brace ourselves for that. Absolutely. Jesus, keep us from them. Shirley, listen, <laughs> lovely to talk to you as always and hope you have a lovely Saturday. Thank you very much. Enjoy your Thanks. day there. Oh, thank you, Shirley. We're having a a great time here this morning, for sure. Now, uh, that's our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan. And thank you to Shirley for all of her uh, gardening advice. Anish thosos vyog an vehemi derash i kian kupla nomed fon an sha. And after the break, we will have the lovely Breed the Roshta. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Oh, Kilkenny, KCLR.
Edward Hayden here with you and with you out and about this morning and delighted to be so. We're here uh, celebrating the weekend of the official opening of the new chemist warehouse in Carlo. You want to see it? It's a feast for the eyes, let me tell you. It's absolutely massive here. And uh, what's that? What's that phrase? Uh, everything all under one roof, uh, for sure and certain. It's really fantastic. And we're looking forward to chatting with Angela, the chief marketing uh, officer, very, very shortly. But not before we talk to Mokhara Anayas, and that is on Ban Untok, Breed the Roche, the Tasha Er Mokohan, and Majin Shav, Breed the Tafalcheroiv. Gormil Mahagat, Edward, Agus Falchiko Kahalak. Konstatu. Eros, Kahuntuk, Kamit. Tong Galore. Yeah, yeah, Boykosladia, Shotashikahuntuk, nor knock me into a chine. Absolutely. And that's what we were just talking about, Breda, during the ad break. You know, the importance or the kind of the emphasis we put on the slanta, uh, slanta our health. Yeah, slant is everything. If you haven't your health, you have nothing. Mm. Older people long ago, and it still uh, rings through. True. And uh, I suppose it's when you're doing lots and lots of things, like your good selfies, um, it's great to be able to do them when you're on top of the world, and then hopefully um, you don't get to the stage that you are doing too much. The kun of day, the kun of day that we don't. Uh, Breda, listen, you have a lot of things to tell me about this morning. We might start with uh, the Gratham Gno because uh, there's lots of these things. The the business or chamber awards are happening uh, at a lot of uh, uh, counties at the minute. Carlock uh, no different, and they're taking place. And lots of good business has been recognised. Yes, indeed. And as you said, there are several business awards, and I suppose they're to do with promoting business, you know, as commercial events and what have you. Um, but um, this new one, Gratham, Canona Heron, Businesses of Ireland, getting recognition and awards for their efforts to promote the Irish language in their businesses. Now, there are three categories. It could be just signage, it could be bilingual signage, and of course then <coughs> it's giving a service, Oscailge, and, uh, and having uh, a presence online, Oscailge. So, yeah, that uh, has been going on all of the year, and we've been promoting it in Glore Carlock. Uh, business who, who are, business who are actually doing a lot for the language anyhow in their day-to-day business like Lambert's Cafe where we meet every Wednesday for our um, hour of conversation they have their lovely signage then you have pop-up and other places and you have signage and water lilies the whole service Emer of this parish one time Emer has her own business now Emer Emer.ie She's doing her, her business as a consultant and she has that on her website and everything, Asquelga. Um, several and uh, some of the local pubs as well and of course Touchpoint who do an awful lot for the promotion of businesses, Asquelga, in their signage. But anyhow, there's big day Bark and Croakig on, on uh, Wednesday. Businesses from all over the 32 counties who are being awarded with gold, silver or bronze medals and uh, of course we were delighted and they couldn't get over that there were seven um, businesses as um, they are to collect their awards and uh, we're delighted with them all and we'll say again there are Lamberts, Water Lilies Emer Punkai, Touchpoint uh, Tullogate uh, Changa Village and the Irishmen Absolutely uh, and Tokesilor Egdain of Iroct Moor a queer Gaelic air on air a Gatlaw 
August's Cusul, they didn't enter this year for some oh, reason. Yeah. So you must enter next uh, this, uh, next year because last year, um, Casey Lor and Deemer were oh, up in Park and Crocky, Gagastan Grad, the Mauling, he has since on studio. Yeah. So now put that air on list for Unvlinche going and there'll be another Gradham, maybe a gold Gradham coming to Casey Lor and Vlinche going if you get your way. Please God, uh, please God for sure. Uh, the Pan Celtic breeder is uh, wiring up and firing up again. Uh, this is something that comes around so quickly but there's a lot of planning that goes into it because uh, there is a, a big um, schedule I can't think um, uh, schedule Clar Clar Clarmore <laughs> Clare Anavour. and we're actually having the um, press launch or the launch or the official launch uh, announcement, I suppose, because we, we haven't a lot ready yet. Um, and that will take place in the Town Hall Halla on Valle here um, on the last day of November, which is the 30th of November, Egeshea Clog. And it's a press launch, and we hope um, KCLR, as well as all the other media sponsors, Corlore um, supporters, and all involved in delivering the this Clare Moor and we'll have that as I said on the 30th of November so the big meal of all should have got then but in the meantime we've already launched the Comortus Auron which is the um, is massive last yeah year, massive Blinch 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 music newly composed and just quailga. They're the only rules. It can be in any genre as I say. It can be by a solo or a group or a band and uh, we want all of those um, entries and then those on the shortlist will have a big Comortus um, Nascimento, the National Song Contest in visual on the last Saturday of January, the 27th of January and we'll have uh, the live final as we call it and that song then will go on to represent Ireland at the International Pan-Celtic Song Contest. It's like the Eurovision, but instead yes. of 36 or 56 nations, we will have the six Celtic nations. I'll have to get Ken out with the guitar and I might say Dyrick Mayor Majinogus Gyal McCree. He'll do the music and you do the singing. There yeah. you have it. Yeah. Uh, and Breda, of course, you were talking about the, the launch of all of this at the end of uh, this month. August Thaumina Nolligig Chakt, August Kulame on Majin Shakarev, Thaudadi Ignolig Chakt Fos. Oh, you're not. Serious, Tashishin Rolu, or Fadia. I hear that they're getting ready downtown, Carlo Enterprise, uh, to um, switch on Silchen and Olog. Okay. Silchen and Olog. Nilche on Denoki Karlok. Would that be fair to say? Tashe Rolua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, sure, it has to be done, I suppose, and it's part, all part of the shop local and promote local and what have you. I guess Pekshishinig Dalarag. But uh, yeah, in, in the meantime, yeah, Bemid Galeer Ganoha Kistoka, Igdena, Gokrod the Tarshulagwin, Agasigiri, and Ismogas, and Ismogwilge, Yusadi Gahalak. And that's what Lord Karlak is all about um, uh, providing opportunities. For example, now we've just started a new one, which is maybe for a younger age group, we'll say the young adults as we call them, a pop-up Gwelsocks and that'll be Egdolaraig in Chalk Bar, uh, beside Chalk Dolmen, on the second Thursday of every month and that's okay. an opportunity for people who are at work during the day while uh, those of us who are, are um, our score 
Oh, I was going to say that. Gurek, upper, and Tom Gurek, upper, Gano. Gano, I forget. But Reynolds, for those of us who are free during the day. So we have our chance to have our hour every Wednesday in Lambert's at Manly. And then we wanted to facilitate people who are at work at that time. So as I said, on the second Thursday of every month, Tashidic Chakla Kela, just Ribbon Session, before the session. And of course, loads of Kyoltori and they happen to be past pupils or teachers of the Gael School and, um, and others who are just big into the, the language and they have both the Kyol and the Tonga of Gael so that's a lovely thing. Uh, Brida, we were uh, kind uh, we on so spiog uh, about education, of course. August thought Alon Gwelega e Skull e Carlock would think of the work that's been done with Nanian Re, August Air Skull of Gwelega, and lots more. We were talking about moving on to the institute and uh, maybe some uh, opportunities for uh, uh, queer Gwelega Sna Nakemina own. Neil may hint about the courses in Carlock, but Talon Gwelega e Port Lorega, I know that for sure and certain. Oh, God. Alone, because Tom Akara Egmuna, a Gokla e Port Lorega. Oh, sent him to Carlock. Yeah, oh, we have to hang on to him. Yeah, thank Carthagot. Gog sorted. There's every opportunity for children. We have them from two and a half years in the Nianra, right up to the Gwail Skull, Gwail Kloshta, after school, right up to leaving search. And not alone in the in the in the Gwail School, but we also have it in uh, the regular um, p- um, post primary schools. Very big into Gaelga, but then there is a, a drop off, I suppose, when they have done their leaving cert. Um, and we think now that more and more of Carla's students will be um, because there's st- university status in Carla now, and it's much more convenient and accommodation and all the fibonation can be avoided by uh, having courses in Carla. But we, we're just hoping now that that will uh, be the, I suppose, the um, the, 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 I suppose the opportunity to um, add a lot of Gaelga, not a lot, but even modules of Gaelga as part of the course. So somebody could be doing uh, whatever course they're doing, plus Gaelga and plus Gaelga. And then that would give the third level students the opportunity to get involved in clubbing of Gaelga, debates of Gaelga, um, um, social life of Gaelga. And, um, and because students, as we know, like to get involved in things that will have something to do with their own course and, you know, that it'll be a, a benefit to them naturally as part of their study. So, yeah, that's Oberwala uh, for you now. Absolutely. What I did say, we mustn't Jane Darmacht or Keola Nucht because she's so long ago. Yeah. Gok shocked in her case, Laura Lamartin Bridgman. Bim Chegeshtan. Yeah. 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 Listen, Brida, you're absolutely uh, fantastic. We love having you on the show. You're doing great work here uh, in Carlo, uh, promoting on Tionga. Uh, you're spreading the word of the gospel, Osgueliga. I think if you had to be around back in the day with the evangelist, the gospel would oh, be Osgueliga. <laughs> I'd have no doubt. Well, we'll have Gaelga and Lane, uh, on gospel Osgueliga, which is Maradortme. Opportunities to use the Gaelga, and people are just so supportive and just um, anxious and positive towards the language of girls. So it's a very easy sell, if you like, at this stage. Show love, Pan Celtic, and yourself. It's a media launch. Thank, 
press launch. Mila Buikas Agus Gunnari on Boher Lath Breed the Tafalshir of Aaron Clar and you. Thanks so much. That's Breed of the Roshta. She is a powerhouse of a woman, have no doubt. She is an absolute powerhouse of a woman. And Ishta Suspiog Aun Fanon Shahvemi the Rash Thresh on Suspiog. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Jen in the Haranis Farlat, three Kahalak is Kalkunig, Shae KCLR. Now, a lovely segue there from Makara Martin Bridgeman uh, Studio. Uh, thanks so much, and you're very welcome back. 0833069696 is our dinners ready. IE contact line. I told you we're out and about this morning. We're here for the official opening of Chemist Warehouse in Carlo. It is absolutely a feast to behold here in the corner of the Four Lakes Crossroads uh, Retail Park. Uh, absolutely fabulous. I had a lovely tour in there earlier on this morning, checking out all that is to behold. We have a lovely hammer of goods to give away so we'll talk to you about that in just a second but to be in with a chance to win this hamper text me your name where you are in the world and list one item that you could possibly buy in a chemist and you can send that to our dinnersready.ie contact line which is 0833069696 either text or whatsapp and we'll put you into the draw drum and announce the winner of this hamper before the end of this morning's show now I'm delighted to be joined in mobile studio here by Anne Angela Neopithu, uh, who is the Chief Marketing Officer with uh, Chemist Warehouse in Carlo. And whilst we're on the radio, I can tell you, if we were on the television, you'd be witnessing how glamorous she is this morning, because she looks absolutely fantastic. Um, Angela, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to have you, and thanks so much for the warm invitation to come here uh, this morning. We're delighted to be here. Um, I have to tell you, uh, the whole... Uh, chemist warehouse brand was new to me so when I knew we were coming uh, I was doing a little bit of research all about it but tell us what uh, essentially the chemist warehouse is. So we are a discount pharmacy retailer Um, we buy in bulk and we pass our savings on to our customers. So it's really, it's really that simple. We really believe in um, affordability, um, and we kind of work really hard behind the scenes um, to, you know, buy in bulk. Um, but more importantly, you're passing those savings on. And of course, uh, we can hear from that lovely uh, dialect that it's an Australian-based uh, company originally. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so I've been with the company from the beginning, 25 years, um, and you know it has had a you great. Have, you must have started on your I sixth did. birthday. <laughs> When you were six, to start working at six in Australia, folks. Um, uh, very successful in Australia. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we're really excited to be in Ireland. Absolutely. And in particular, Carlo. Yeah, well, Carlo is a lovely spot. And, of course, you're surrounded by uh, lots of business here as well. So the footfall, as we can see this morning, is great. Give us a little tease then, Angela, of um, what people could buy yes. uh, in here. Because there's everything now from a table to a toothpick. pick. <laughs> and whey protein. I could go home now looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think. Yeah, so um, Carlo has um, probably what we call like an extended range or um, bulky goods. So we have all the traditional um, pharmacy brands and beauty brands So um, and categories. So we have uh, fragrance, we have skincare, we have over-the-counter medication, prescriptions. Um, we have a lot on sale as well at the moment, but... Um, 
I think the important thing to note here is we are what we consider a bulky goods. So we have things like, um, you know, George Foreman grills and irons and toasters. So that's a little different. And also some sports equipment. Um, we have a huge um, sports nutrition range. Uh, you know, you, you would have seen bays and bays of protein powder, but we also have um, things like dumbbells and exercise bikes. So, very unique here in Carlo for us. So, they'll be all tanned, toned, fragrant and chiselled <laughs> after a few months here in Carlo. Absolutely. That's great. And talk to me then um, in terms of your own role as marketing officer. So, obviously, getting something like this is more than kind of, you know, uh, sourcing the pitch and and stocking the shelves. There's a lot of work that has to happen around kind of getting something like this ready for the off. So maybe describe uh, the process of kind of readying Carlo for the chemist warehouse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the most important things is we have a catalogue, which is a printed... Um, uh, it's, it's printed and distributed, which is um, not that common here in Ireland. So it is a little unique. I know there are only a couple of other retailers that do that, and we do distribute them to households. Um, and we are selecting, you know, uh, the right areas to distribute to at the moment. But our catalogues are our most important um, piece of the puzzle, I would say. Um, and it takes a while to put these together. Um, but it's a, it's a great tool to have at home. You can flip through it. Um, I know we're always. Assistant. I, I know we're always on our phones. No Paul here and everything. <laughs> we are. We immediately get seduced, don't we? <laughs> we do. Um, but it's just something nice to have at home that's not on our phones um, that you can flip through and you know highlight what you would like to purchase. So really important for us. So we put a lot of time and effort into that, um, making sure that we are advertising things at the best price. So just as a um, general rule, anything you find in here is the best price um, and we focus a lot on it so a lot of effort went into that um, we had a fantastic team setting up the store uh, we do have 20,000 products which is a lot yeah. um, a lot goes and all the, the kind of um, what I would call high street names you know so all of the kind of the big brands are there I have three sisters so immediately when I went in with Carmel this morning I saw So Sue Me in front of me and I, I, I seem to have grown up with So Sue Me and that's a really important point you just made there. So although we are a discount retailer, I think one thing that, again, is unique about us is that we don't have our own generic brands. Okay. We support brands, um, but we sell them. We will always stock brands, but we will have them at a great price. So you will always see um, brands that you recognise. And that's something that we really believe in. We'll be all in with our shopping baskets at five past twelve now when the show finishes. <laughs> Brilliant. There you have it. Uh, what's next? And you're Dublin-based, you were telling me, um, Angela. Yes. So um, you're uh, busy in Ireland. How big is the chemist warehouse in Ireland? How many um, properties have you thus far? So this is our eighth store. Okay. Um, obviously, we, we are looking at expanding, so um, we have another two in January, which um, probably can't mention, or I can, yes. Uh, we have... Are we an exclusive? <laughs> we have an exclusive on KCLR. <laughs> we have um, our team. In okay. the new year. But they already have a band, so now they'll have a chemist <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> and uh, also Corn Market in Cork. Oh my God, lovely. So yes. Carlo first. Load up the van, Ken. We're heading to Artane and Corn Market. <laughs>
How lovely. It's great to see uh, new business and hopefully the new business thrives here in Carlow. All I can do is wish you all the very best and hope it goes absolutely fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the show this morning and of course Mila Buekas for the warm welcome uh, here this morning uh, as well. We've been delighted to be here, Angela. Oh, thank you for coming and thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you. Uh, now we're going to take a little break and after that we are going to have our Healthy Habits feature, uh, Fawn and Shaw. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. It's on KCLR with natural health store and Irish brand One Nutrition Ashwagandha, giving you a little energy support with magnesium and zinc, formulation to support energy. Available at natural health store Market Cross. Feel good on the inside. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Uh, lovely to be with you. I'm here this morning at Chemist Warehouse in Carlo, and uh, it's absolutely uh, very busy here. Lots of people uh, coming and going, and um, it's it's great to see new business uh, for sure. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by Margaret Steins, who is the manager. Margaret. Uh, you're very welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you Using so your own words, your top bird. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm the top bird, yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, you have taken over as uh, manager here. So yesterday it just opened. We opened yesterday. We have been in the store getting it set up for the last three to four weeks, okay. getting everything perfect. So it's it's great. It's a great opportunity to have with the, have the full team there already mm. and build the store up and everyone knows where everything is. So great customer service. Absolutely, yes. for sure. Yes. And talk to me then, obviously we were chatting with Angela about the different mm. kind of the, the grander scheme of, of everything that's available. But maybe if we could focus for our healthy um, habits feature yes. just more specifically in around the whole world of vitamins and minerals yes. because, um, you know, vitamins are so part of people's lives now, aren't they? Yes, and many part. people kind yes. of having a, a multi-pronged approach yes. to their health. Yes. Talk it's to us about what, what you have and who recommends recommends what and what the kind of the consultation or advisory yes. process in here is. We, we have a full-time member of staff <clears throat> in, in that actual particular aisle. We have a huge selection, huge amount of vitamins, everything you could wish for and more. Um, and we are, our staff are highly trained. So the person that looks after that aisle all the time, she is meeting with the reps that come in. She gets full training on everything. We also obviously have a pharmacist in store at all times that can give some extra advice if needed most people are not taking one vitamin anymore they're, they're, they're taking more, more than one vitamin especially since covid um, everyone's under d3 and magnesium and different things like that we're all going to sleep the rounds yes. of the clock with this magnesium with this you magnesium, know <laughs> yeah every everybody is on it so we we've years of experience in there Absolutely. years and years and yeah. again people are really interested have you found that even i know you've just opened but yes. have you found that people yes. are so interested We've, in what they're doing and what, what they're taking exactly. and consuming yes and they're always looking for you know they're always looking for advice on it because they're not just taking one product anymore and they're they're concerned then about maybe what they're taking from their, their prescription medication as well and is it okay to have you know a regime along with that 
that's so they are very interested. A lot of people would have Googled things before they come into it. So we're all half doctors we're now, all, Margaret. Yes, we are, we are. So they come we're in just worrying. worrying, very worrying. <laughs> they come in then and um they need a little bit of extra advice just to pull it all together. But I suppose now and I'm 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 tongue in cheek about the whole thing that we're all doctors. But I suppose if we were look at it from the advantage, it's no different than buying a car. When we're buying a car we have all the heavy lifting of research done before we hit the garage. So it's same here. So at least you can kind of either question uh, or, or or contest what you've read what and you get read. it kind of validated yes. by a professional. Some, sometimes they, they think <clears throat> that they're going to have to have three different mm. medications that they've read up about three different vitamins and if they come in then and speak to us we can give them maybe one product that has all those vitamins and minerals in it for them mm. so they don't have to be taking so many many tablets in the morning. Is it yeah. something do you think that's age specific um, I, I suppose more especially do you think that it's now something that's appealing to people of all ages to kind of look at the vitamin 100% intake? 100% appealing to all ages we, we get loads loads of ages that that are coming into us and I suppose the, maybe the younger ones are looking at proteins and things like that and something for energy like, mm. like Revive Active or, or, or one of those and Baraka you know, to keep this everything going. This now is massive, isn't it? Huge, huge. Are you going to be able to be lepping out of your skin after it? Lepping out of your skin. Yeah. Lepping out of your skin. Better to take it kind of morning time because if you take it in the evening, it can keep you awake because it does give you energy. So it is an energy drink, sensibly. Yes, and it does. It boosts the immune system as well and um, gives you the little bit of energy as well. But I, I do know... When, when people are taking it, if they have a break, when they're well into a month maybe into it, when they have a break for a couple of days, say they run out and forget to buy it, that they do notice the difference quite quickly. Does it help, Margaret, or products like that with vitality? I'm a great believer in vitality, and I think vitality is very visibly evident to things like your hair, your skin, your nails, your eyes, the kind of... We're we're talking, the Americans now tell us about being present, Present. but I think your eyes and skin are are great indicators of wellness. 100%. If you're you're tired, Mm. it, it shows through. It shows through. It shows on your face eyes, skin, exactly your hair people have hair loss, things like that so there's something for everything Am I demonstrating vitality to you this morning? Looking fabulous today, (laughs) fabulous There you have it, there you have it Well Margaret, listen, it was lovely to chat with you good wishes as the manager You have a big team under under you there now We have over uh, 30 staff in there, yeah Not only I hope are you going to be top bird you have to be tough bird uh, yes, yes, I can be both. <laughs> and you're only kind of literally a spit from here yourself geographically. Geographically, yes. Yes, originally from Castle Dermot, and I live in Browns Hill here in town as well. Okay. Here, yes. My cousins so, lived in Browns Hill for years, yes, for years, for yes. years. Both now deceased, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, lovely to chat lovely with you, Margaret, you. and thanks Thank you for so joining much us. For us. Thanks Thank so much. Now, uh, just before we go over to the ad break and the news, I just want to say. Um, text has come in here. Hi Edward, please wish my mam Katrina and Auntie Selina Byrne down in the pub a happy birthday. Well good on Auntie Selina uh, a happy pub. Oh that's Burns pub in Glynn of course and that's from your son. I was going to say I thought Auntie Selina was celebrating in the pub. I was going to say good on Auntie Selina but she's from the pub uh, as well. And also um, lots more texts coming in to us. 0833069696 our dinnersready.ie contact line. We'll have all of those uh, after the break and after the news when you come back to us here from Chemist Warehouse in Carlo. See you then. 
Healthy Habits on Case Yellow with Natural Health Store and Irish brand One Nutrition Ashwagandha, giving you a little energy support with magnesium and zinc, formulation to support energy. Available at Natural Health Store Market Cross. Feel good on the inside. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Now, yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show and indeed it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and I'm delighted to be so. We're here this morning at Chemist Warehouse Carlo uh, celebrating their special opening weekend and uh, there's a hive of activity. You want to see there's a tsunami of traffic. It's like as if six buses from Knocker after pulling in Ross in common to go to the toilet. That's what it's like here in Carlo. There's a, a thrive uh, of um, activity uh, and a hive of activity going on for sure. Now, lots coming up in this hour of the show, including very shortly, we're going to be joined by Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor of the Fianna Fáil Party. We're going to be chatting with her about all things Carlo, all things shopping local, and of course um, a, a recent story she was involved in with regard to Carlo patients uh, waiting up for seven hours uh, for an ambulance as well. Um, Jennifer calling this out as unacceptable, but let's see what herself and her government colleagues are going to do about it. Um, so we'll have to put that to her as well. Uh, Louise Morrissey, Ireland's uh, country legend Louise Morrissey, is going to be joining us before the end of this morning's show and lots more visitors from uh, Chemist Warehouse here and Carlo. But before all of that, I'm delighted to be joined by Brian Dowling and Arthur Gurnalan, uh, who are among Ireland's most beloved television personalities and, of course, social media stars. Don't we all love following their activities? Well, I think in that following of their activities, the internet exploded when the couple announced that they were expecting their first child with Brian's sister acting as surrogate and their beautiful daughter, Blake, was born in September 2022. They've recently brought out a book um, detailing the journey, um, both separately and together, um, of this experience and I'm delighted to now say that the authors of this new book Modern Family join us on the line good morning Brian and good morning Arthur good morning Edward hi Edward my god Edward you're such a pro (laughs) (laughs) we do our best for sure and certain well listen um, I could say multiple congratulations to you both and not only on the most recent publication of the book Modern Family but also on the birth of Blake Uh, I've decided the best place to start and maybe I'll start with you Arthur the best place to start is to check in and and do a check up on Blake how is she doing? Oh, Edward, she's doing absolutely amazing. She's thriving. She's so sassy. She's finding her voice. She started nearly walking. She's going to be 15 months, December 1st. Time flew by so fast. It's crazy. I'm still pinching myself this day. I can't believe I am a father. I'm a parent. It's, it's still surreal. But every morning, she put a big smile on my face, and she's like, she just mesmerized me every day. I love her. Obsessed, How obsessed. gorgeous. And tell me then about life as a, as a dad. So I'm not a parent myself, but tell me what life is like as a dad. How transformative is it? Um, and I presume there's, there's challenges around that transformation as well, Arthur. Do you know what? Yes, uh, I always said this. What was I doing before her on Thursday night? I actually don't remember. I feel like she's been part <laughs> of my life. Oh my, I swear to God, like, uh, what was I doing? I'm still busy. I'm doing, the, uh, doing exactly what I was doing before, but even with excitement now. Now I don't really want to go out party. I just want to come home, cuddle her and watch Netflix or something like that. I just want to, my purpose in life was to have family. 
and we have our family. So everything I do now is for her. And it's just amazing. Like, even Brian, like, he's, like, working nonstop now. It's like, uh, the, the, the roles are reversed. Before, I used to travel all the time, all the time, going places. Now, Brian's, like, traveling all the time. So, it's, but it's amazing. I'm like, I, it's just the best thing ever happened to us. How gorgeous, how gorgeous. It's lovely to hear that. And Brian, um, with regards to yourself, uh, I presume uh, Blake is bringing a, a seismic amount of joy to your world also. Yeah, joy and also worry. She's made me, I thought I was quite thick-skinned maybe before. She's, she's made me like quite vulnerable, quite emotional. And I think being a parent kind of softens you a little bit because realistically all kids need is just love and support so she's made me quite emotional but also bringing like Arthur said once she smiles and she's happy we're happy Mm, for sure Um, it's something we're going to cover in the next couple of weeks there's a a couple actually a same sex couple down our way here who are coming on with us the next couple of weeks uh, advocating um, with regard to uh, the joint um, Eroptus Committee on International Surrogacy Uh, I know this is something that's touched on in the book Brian because um, notwithstanding that yourself and Arthur have the lovely baby Blake in your home and you are that family unit but you are not recognised um, legally as Blake's father. Tell us the, the, the minutiae around that and the challenges around that, Brian, if you can. Yeah, there's really it's, it's really tricky with surrogacy. We have a domestic surrogacy, a surrogacy mm. situation. So luckily, my sister Aoife was able to, you know, have a pregnancy here in Ireland. Aoife gave birth in Ireland. And it's not like it's illegal or illegal, but in the eyes of the law, Aoife is considered Blake's legal mother. She's obviously not Blake's biological mother because we used an egg donor. Obviously, Arthur is Blake's biological father. So in the, in, in the eyes of I, Irish law, you and I have the same rights, Edward, over Blake, which is very odd. How frightening. I've never seen her or met her. I've just seen her online. Yeah, yes, exactly. So that's what, you know, and obviously I am Blake's father. And I'm, all, I'm also very cautious and very mindful of the words that I use, you know, because Blake will be able to see everything we've done and, you know, everything's been captured for television and we, we have a book. So I'm very, very mindful of the words that I use when it comes to, you know, the biological father. And I just want, I want some sort of legality over my daughter. And unfortunately, the way the law stands here in Ireland at the moment... We were told last December that the law would be changing and that I would have some legal rights over Blake. And unfortunately, that's not changed just yet. So it does leave me, you know, feeling very, very vulnerable. But at that point, I'm still very blessed that she's in my life. And I'm very lucky that we had her here in Ireland. But if anything was to change or my relationship with Arthur was to change, potentially, I would be left very, very vulnerable when it comes to legal rights over Blake. Oh, how frightening. Um, yeah. And it is frightening because, of course, we're all familiar from our own parents, you know, the worry that a parent experiences and, you know, the concerns that they have forever, whether the child is 15 months or uh, 50, you know, the worry doesn't doesn't abate. Um, I presume that's a massive worry for you um, as a parent. Tell me, um, in terms of the relationship then with your sister Aoife, so I know you said that he is is recognised um, in that 
if there was a change, I'm not suggesting that there was, but just from a legal point of view, if there was a change in the kind of the the relationship that you held with Aoife, um, she would, I presume, have rights over, over Blake if she wanted to um, yes, have yes, them upheld. Yes, I'm very lucky that, in a sense, because Aoife's considered Blake's legal mother, mm. if anything was to happen with Arthur and I, I hopefully my sister would be on my side. But at yeah. any point, yes, potentially, if Aoife, you know, was to change, Aoife is obviously Blake's aunt. Yes. They have a great relationship. But if anything was to change there, potentially, and, you know, factually, Aoife would have more rights over Blake than I would because Aoife is down as Blake's legal mother on her birth search, you know, so we would love that either it would be, I remember I, I went on Ireland AM not that long ago and, you know, I, I couldn't believe the messages we were getting and whether it's parent A, parent B, parent one, parent two, you know, I'm not advocating that they remove mother or father from the birth search, but I just think a birth search needs to acknowledge that person's parents and my sister is not like, you know, mother, you know, she doesn't want her name down on Blake's birth search. She wants nothing like that on a legal document. So as much as I'm doing it for myself, I'm also doing it for my sister, who is Blake's aunt. And she does not want, Eva's been very vocal. You know, we had a documentary that aired earlier this year on Orchid. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, Eva doesn't want her name down on any legal document regarding Blake because she just simply wants to be her aunt. And I think people have struggled to understand that and how could Aoife, you know, want that? Aoife carried Blake for us. She was quite adamant she wanted to do it. She did it beautifully. They have a great relationship. But well, it's you know, a great Aoife gift to give you both. Yeah, of course, Aoife just wants to be Blake's aunt. She wants no legal standing over her when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Arthur, talk to me about um, doing the book then. Brian was talking about the kind of the, the importance around language and the use of language around that. Um, I presume the book um, uh, forced you to look at kind of cold facts and look at, um, I suppose, differences of opinion, whether it's with people or with the, with the state. Talk to me about how the experience of doing the book impacted on you. Um, and again, of course, in the context of being a father now, uh, during which time our mindset changes. Um, actually, when we started writing the book, when we got approached to write the book, we wanted, Brian and I wrote the book separately. We never seen what we're writing. We only okay. read the manuscript. So I never knew what he was writing. I never knew what I was. He never knew what I was writing. When we approached, we wanted to be as transparent as possible, Edward, because I didn't want to be fake. I didn't want to lie anything because we live our lives so openly. And it mm. was also first time for me from where I'm coming from as a refugee and asylum seeker background. I, I wanted to be as transparent as possible. And I said, listen, if this book can actually help one, two, three, four people, you know, give that positivity and that oomph, the push to help them in life, then I've done my job because... It was very hard for me to write the book because I never spoke about my life before. I never wanted people to feel sorry for me. You know, as a dancer, I just wanted to leave, be the dancer and move on. But then with this book, I said, I'm going to, for the first time in my life, about 43 years old, I'm going to put everything on black and white. It was like a therapy. It was very hard. There was a moment I had to stop. I was crying so much. And then I had to carry on, you know, like. Like they said, show must go on, you have to finish this. And I did it, and I'm actually so, so proud of it. And then when I read Brian, I feel like I knew more about Brian than he knew about me because I never spoke about my life to Brian. Even my own husband, I know him for 22 years, he, there's things he never knew about it. So he discovered the same time as the whole world pretty much. 
Yeah. My God, the, the honesty around that. Brian, I'll put the same question to you then. That's really interesting in terms of um, that approach of writing the book separately as opposed to, to in communion. And that in itself, I suppose, uh, is, a, is an isolated and lonely and solitary uh, experience to bear your soul um, on your own and without that support and not knowing perhaps what was going to be written on the other side. How did you find that experience? You know, I think that's what was really good about the book was it allowed us to be very open, very honest, but also quite vulnerable. There was stuff that I put in and then I would take out and I'd put it back in and I would take it out. I just think it was very therapeutic. You know, I, I lost my mom in 2018 and I, I did a podcast called uh, Death Becomes Them. And I used to always say that, you know, talking was therapy and I fully believe that writing the book was like therapy because what it does, it, it forces you, Edward, to revisit times in your life that were very, very hard. But I'm glad that I wrote the book at the age of 45, being a parent and being married. And I wasn't writing it from an angry, I wasn't writing it from a very bitter place. I think if I was to read the book back in 10 years, I'd be quite happy with my honesty. And I'm, I'm able to kind of own my successes, but also own the failures. And I'm able now to, to own the hard times. And I'm able to kind of look back with clarity and, and honesty. And I think that's very important. For sure. Um, listen, it's absolutely super. Uh, the book, uh, Modern Family, it's out now. It's in all good bookshops and all bad ones as well. But it's available <laughs> for it's available for all. Can I just ask you both, perhaps in conclusion, and we're also uh, familiar with the different configurations of the family unit and the reimagining of the family unit. But can I ask you, is there, uh, I mean, obviously, I follow you both online and we, we get that over uh, overriding sense of uh, joy and support that you both experience on the journey. Has there been pockets of resistance to uh, your decisions around becoming a parent, around, you know, operating as a family uh, in the manner in which you do? Uh, yes, I would say to Edward, 95, 96% of everything we get is overwhelmingly positive, supportive there's a lot of love out there for our daughter blake and you know we fully respect that because we share our daily lives openly on social media there, there has been resistance there has been pushbacks there has been trolling at a level you know I, I come from a reality tv background you know back in the day so i'm kind of well used to people having an opinion about me but it, it did take a minute when people were kind of coming for my husband for my family with the vile accusations and that has taken a minute to just let that sink in none of it holds any weight or truth but it is very very hurtful when people have been so dark and so callous but i think that also comes with us being so open and being so honest on social media and kind of opening opening the door to our lives and our homes so i you know and it's unfortunate that I think when you're on social media or work in television or have, you know, a life that is on a public platform, you do almost expect it, which is, which is sad, really. The only thing is killing me, Edward, it's like if you were in front of me, you will never say those words. You know, when if, if, if it was happening outside in the world, that would be bullying. But why do they have the right to say that online? And that's why I can't understand. And thank God we're staying positive and moving forward because those people are not going to stop me living my life and our beautiful family life.
you know that's great to hear and it's great to hear that the that the vitriol is is getting scarcer and hopefully that will become uh, more dilute yeah. in the in the years ahead all i can do is wish you both and your lovely daughter blake all the very best it has been lovely speaking with you uh, this morning the book modern family i'm sure will uh, feature under lots of christmas trees uh, this yeah. christmas and i know it's it's a very insightful view into what has been a very emotional and difficult but uh, very rewarding journey for you both and I thank you for sharing your time Brian I'd be missing a trick before I let you go if I didn't ask you will you be throwing your uh, hat into the ring for the 6 o'clock show after the, the shock departure announcement last evening of Greg O'Shea will we be looking at you now uh, every evening on the couch yeah, literally I was as shocked as anyone I've been so lucky to fill in for Greg and I've actually worked with Greg him and I hosted the show together and I loved working with Karen. And yes, it's very exciting time. And all I can say is, who knows, Edward? Who knows, oh, indeed. No. But uh, Brian Dowling is open for business, is the message here on yeah. Casey Lord this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lovely to talk to you both. And uh, thank you and good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Have a nice day. Bye. Merry Christmas indeed. Now that's Brian Dowling and Arthur Gurnalan uh, joining us this morning, telling us all about their book, Modern Family. Let's take a break. And after this, we will be chatting with Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor from the Fianna Fáil Party. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Carlo Kilkenny, KCLR. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Edward Hayden here with you. Out and about this morning, we're here at Chemist Warehouse Carlo uh, celebrating their opening weekend and it's very, very busy. Um, Carmel is here, Ken is here, Tara is here representing um, Casey Law. Martin is minding the shop back at base. They're bouncing balls here. That's what they're at here. They're hopping balls. There's rugby balls of wellness after arriving here this morning. The next thing now, I'll have Tara and Ken uh, belting in to the whey protein there as well. Uh, I'm telling you, here's Carmel. I'm getting one as well. It's all the balls. It's all the balls here as well. I tell you, I feel like, a, I don't know whether I'm a, a flank or a hooker. <laughs> but anyway, I'm ready to take on now Johnny Sexton's role as well. Anyway, we are here this morning and celebrating that uh, as well. Uh, Christian, I've just scored a try. I've just got a try. Uh, now, delighted to be joined by Deputy Jennifer Mulane O'Connor of the Fianna Fáil Party. Jennifer, good morning uh, to you. Um, hope you're well. Uh, good morning, Edward. Yes, and I'm delighted to be here in, in uh, the Four Lakes in Carlow. And, you know, isn't it great to see 40 new jobs coming to Carlow today? Because, of course, that's what uh, we're hearing this morning, that um, Carlow's um, Chemist Warehouse has brought uh, 40 new jobs to the area as well. Yeah, and that's so important. And it's great to see more businesses coming into Carlow. Um, and I, I went around uh, the chemist this morning. Absolutely excellent bargains. But, you know, it's great to see all the units here in the Four Lakes now all being used. And it's great to see the crowds out here. And I want to wish them well. And I'm delighted to see this here this morning. And I was very honoured to open it as well, Edward. So I great saw day. you there with your big scissors cutting <laughs> yeah. the ribbon there like a right one. Yeah. There was no bother to you. And again, of course, it is uh, an honour. You'd be going back to the Minister of uh, Trade, Jobs and Employment and telling them you got the big gig in Carlo. I will indeed. And look, every job is so important. And you know that yourself. And promoting Carlo um, and highlighting how important it is 
to create jobs in Carlo and businesses for Carlo is something that I speak about every day in the doll. Jennifer, you had Minister Jack Chambers down in Carlo uh, during the week as well. He's kind of uh, getting himself out and about well, isn't he? He's getting himself known to the nation. He is. Minister Jack uh, Chambers is very capable um, and he was in the Mount Wolseley he's absolutely excellent and you know I had him I had a meeting with him then about roads for Carlo because we're looking for um, bypasses Southern Relief Road so I had that meeting w- with him as well so anytime a minister comes to Carlo you have to take that opportunity to promote Carlo look for funding because it's all about funding Edward the more the ministers come to Carlo the more funding you will get because the more they see the need for Carlo and as you said previously we are university town now we need proper road infrastructure we don't need like I know um, I had a lady rang me yesterday she got delayed she was meant to come to my clinic and meet me and she said Jennifer I'm a half an hour caught in the traffic in Carlottown so it is important now that we do get our southern relief roads and our, our, our roads for Carlo so that was my meeting with the, the minister when he came to Carlo on, on Tuesday and yeah. of course, uh, outlying veins like the kind of the Four Lakes Crossroads, uh, Four Lakes Retail Park that we're in this morning. I mean, again, uh, we've been here on a couple of occasions, Ken can attest, but every time we come, there's another property, there's, there's another business that, you know, uh, that also then has the capacity to kind of to wipe out town centres in terms of, you know, people coming out to the kind of the, the, the suburbs of Garlow, shall we say. Yeah, no, and town centres are so important, Edward, and, and I think that that's really critical too and footfall on town centres and How vibrant is town centre of Carlow at the minute in your opinion Jennifer? No I think Carlow town centre is holding its own. We are waiting and the, the shovels I'm being told will be turned or the shovels will go into the ground in January for the new RDF which is the rejuvenation of the town centre, uh, derelict housing there, it'll bring people back into town centre. It's a 25 million project that we have a special engineer now um, in Carlow County Council that's leading this role so it is going to happen but it is important to keep our town centres alive and you know we have to find the balance we also have to have our retail units as well and we have to make sure they're full and the more shops that come to Carlow the more people will come to shop in Carlow But what are the difficulties though in terms of if we just focus on the town centre for a second in terms of businesses are closing down left right and centre now not only in Carlow I'll I'll, I'll, um, um, contribute also but businesses are closing down because they feel unsupported by your government they feel that they're not getting the kind of the wealth of opportunities and supports to keep their businesses open and to keep their businesses vibrant that's an issue well to me the two issues and i would have said this to the minister myself uh, uh, dara o'brien i think we do need to look at the rate structure and how the rates are now there has been really good payments over covid and like the government are committed now and i have to say that to keeping shops open, to keeping business open. We have the new IDA park there on the, the Dublin Road now and I know Minister Dara Killeary has been meeting, as has others, to get business into it. We have been uh, promoting community hubs we have promoting shop local we have been encouraging businesses so there's a lot being done and i know there's challenges there i feel the biggest challenges within the town centers is parking and paid parking that comes up to me on a regular basis so that is something and i know we have free parking here free this parking morning here. yeah and that has been said to me several times this morning so i know there's challenges but we will get the footfall back we will keep the shops open the main thing is i think online shopping has done 
a, a bit of damage there too. So, I mean, you see the campaign yesterday, uh, Carlow County Council and the Chambers are launching Shop Local, Support Local, keep your business local. And but if then that's been kind of met with Cyber Monday and Cyber Friday and Black Friday and, you know, we yeah, have everything yeah. other than Holy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, the main thing is that people spend and if they could spend local keep the shops open come out and support anywhere you can like we're we're in the last census edward carlo's population grew by nine percent we were one of the fastest growing counties in ireland we now have a population of 32 or sorry 62,000, and that includes say tullow bagnell's town we can't forget our rural parts ratfilly hackett's town uh um, you know all that area so it is important even in the small little shops you you know that if you could go in buy a paper support local and these things mean a lot to people and I think in rural Carlow in particular to go into your local shop and have a chat it's a community thing as well so I know where you're coming from I know there's challenges but I can say the government are committed to keeping our shops open and keeping support local shop local and I'm always promoting Carlow anyway Edward Jennifer can I ask you just in relation to our last um, our last um, contributors at Arthur and Brian they were talking about the whole issues with regard to uh, surrogacy and I know there has been a joint um, Oireachtas Committee on International Surrogacy but lots of same-sex couples and lots of parents of uh, different configurations and families of different configurations are feeling not only unsupported but unprotected by legislation. And that, of course, lies at the door of the current government, of which you're a member. Absolutely. And I would have, Edward, been part of the surrogacy uh, committee. Very honoured to work um, on it. And I want to compliment Brian and Arthur on their beautiful daughter, Blake. Um, yeah, legislation is coming. It's, it's slow. And I, and I think when Brian highlighted that this morning, um, there has been huge challenges. Um, I think the book that Brian and Arthur have wrote, Modern Family, and we are now modern family and as a government we are committed to this there has been challenges with the legislation sign of that commitment jennifer no i can tell you it's coming so is santa ah now edward no no look i have to compliment and i want to compliment i don't know if you know catherine weekly or uh, she would have been a huge advocate yes and i have met with her several times we need to move of this advocacy legislation can be it's it's a technical one edward and i'll give you a case of a lady from carlo that i know extremely well her and her husband uh, went through the surrogacy and um, she came back to carlo with the most beautiful child you've ever seen and her child got sick and she could not be part of the going to like even though she could go in and visit the child, but the husband was seen as the legal guardian, and she wasn't on she that first search. She was outside the medical decision. Mm. That is changing, and I can tell you now, Edward, it's slow. It has brought challenges. What change but will come? Change will come that this will your your name will be on that first search. Okay. Change will come that there will be support there. There will be. Um, advice there there will be a committee there that will help and all this has to come look i i was so glad uh to hear brian talk about this morning because i just felt he i seen him on tv recently i don't know if you've seen him yourself edward and he spoke about the challenges that him and arthur went through and i see it uh daily myself so look it is going to happen 
we have we have given the commitment and I can tell you I will keep on at that we commitment. We have another couple who have contacted us to coming on the show in the next couple of weeks who also feel disenfranchised about it so I do think that, that action is needed uh, Absolutely. urgently. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, um, with regard to ambulance, now of course medical, uh, the medical uh, the Department of Health are always under hot water, your two colleagues leading that, Minister Stephen Donnelly and Minister Mary Butler. Um, there was a recent case you spoke about in the, in the newspaper with regard to the seven our wait uh, for ambulance of an elderly lady. Now you've called it unacceptable, I'm calling it unacceptable the world is calling it unacceptable but day on day, whether we're listening to the radio whether we're reading the newspapers, whether we're looking at the internet, it's happening time and time again. The specifics of that case, Jennifer. Yeah, no, look Edward it was unacceptable. I actually within a few weeks I had two cases one, one particular man was um, six hours and another uh, person was seven hours and first of all, I want to really really praise the ambulance paramedics for the work they do. And 100% They're Jennifer, and if yeah. we take that as read, yes. because we all know yes, that they do great yeah. work, and that they do the work in the confines of what they're trying to do, but, you know, the support is not there, the personnel are obviously not there, the finances are obviously not there, and therefore what is presented to us is almost a case that the government and the country doesn't recognise or respect the citizens who need the help. No, look, I can tell you I um, after that, um, those two incidences, I met with Bernard Gloucester and I said it can't happen anymore, that, you know, it, it's unacceptable and as you said, the we're failing the people. So I met with the head of the CHO5. I think it's the system. I And I said that to Bernard Gloucester. There's, there is a system in place. So as you know, which is fair enough, heart attack, a stroke. Um, there's a system in place where they're prioritised. But an ambulance could be in Galway that could have to come to Carlow. And I would have people ringing me saying, Jennifer, there's an ambulance outside St. Tipton's there. So it's the system, and I've said that. Prioritise without medical assessment, because yes. you've just been medically assessed over the telephone. Absolutely. And prioritise yeah. then because of that. Yeah, there's, there's a huge issue with recruitment. They need to recruit a lot more staff, and that's another issue. Is the funding but there for that yes, recruitment? Yes, it is. No, it is. The funding is there for that, but it's the system is failing. And yeah, it is after failing those two people, and it's unacceptable. And I would have said that as I spoke mm, sure. in the draw, and, and I, will, like, I will keep highlighting this, and I will say it's unacceptable. Mm. And my... And my heartfelt went out to those families um, so, and I will continue to do so but I do believe now that this has all been addressed and I can guarantee you I will keep going back to the relevant people uh, until I get a solution. We had another issue I don't know if you read about it Edward I was very upset over it as well because we have a part-time x-ray unit in St. Dipnes and it's excellent. First of all, it shouldn't be part-time, it should be full-time. Now it's closed for refurbishment and so is the dental part. So again, I'm after having murder over all these issues and again, I will get these sorted because we cannot have a situation. We need a minor injury clinic in Carlo because with our growth of population of 62,000, Kilkenny have well over 100,000. If you need a blood sample now, you have to get it done in your doctor's. It has to go to Waterford. We need to have all these services in Carlow. So I, I do understand that people are annoyed. And I can tell you, I am doing my best to sort out all those issues. And we are familiar, of course, with the access routes to GPs. You know, we're very lucky. I keep saying it uh, publicly and privately. We're very lucky down where I live, you know, with our access to GPs. But I hear so many people saying that access to GP, uh, not at the, at the fault of the GP, but access is very difficult. So you have to kind of really time and schedule your illness. And the same happens nationally in yeah, terms no, of access. We, to, we need more doctors, Edward. We need to yeah. keep... We are training the best doctors in the world and they're leaving 
leaving yeah. and they're emigrating. Yeah. So, and I've said this and I, and I will continue to say it. But is there any committee just asking a one word question? Well, Why? Yeah, oh, there is, and the government are well aware of it. And in, for, in fairness, the Tanishta himself is a doctor. So, I mean, he is aware of these issues. We need to keep the, the doctor, the tea shop, He's sorry. Apologies. It's your, it's your man now is the two He's I see, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the tea shop himself. Our Tanishta was a teacher. Hopefully, um, it could be wishful the thinking, maybe. <laughs> uh, himself was a doctor. Yes. So, he would know himself the challenges. And you know what? We have to be realistic here, Edward, and say the, the issues that the TDs like myself are bringing are on the ground issues that need to be addressed and need to be sorted. Jennifer, we must leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and good wishes to you. Edward, it's always an honour. And first of all, I have to say, I don't know if anyone's seen the Iraq this committee on Tuesday and I was unfortunate I couldn't make it. Our Edward was in speaking in the Dáil in Leinster House. Oh, I certainly he was. was. He was... I was, on, on I, media was, committee, I was at the media committee, but I'm scoping it out, Jennifer. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a bigger gig. <laughs> you're looking for funding, but I think a lot of people don't know that you're chairperson of the Drama League Ireland. Yeah. I'm hearing great reviews about you. You're doing an excellent job. And I know, again, we'll have to try and get you funding. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking for a cheque as well. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Jennifer, thanks so much Thank for joining us this morning. So uh, Deputy Jennifer Moreno O'Connor, let's take a break. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. The row is for, Funchol is for. Now, you're very welcome back. Edward Hayden here with you at the Chemist Warehouse in Carlo uh, for official opening of Chemist Warehouse Carlo um, this weekend. And I'm delighted to be joined in our mobile studio just outside the door by Christian Pullis, who is the nas- national, I'll say that again with my good teeth, he's the national uh, operations manager. I was going to say he's the natural operations <laughs> manager, but maybe he's that as well. Who knows? Good morning, Christian. How are you? Good morning, Edward. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to have you on the show and thanks so much for uh, coming on air with us. Uh, first and foremostly, uh, describe to us in English what uh, the National Operations Manager does. Uh, so I take care of all, all of the stores and manage the stores and the staff and making sure we're operating, but I also manage all our new store projects. So I've been here for the last three, three or four weeks setting up the store. I'm best above an RT now yeah. at the minute. <laughs> Yeah. But you've been getting here ready. Yes. Okay, and it's absolutely fantastic this morning. It's really, um, you know, certainly not what one would expect. Now, it wasn't what I was expecting when I came here. There's literally, uh, as the saying goes, something for everybody under the roof there. Absolutely. We've got something for everyone from baby care to perfume to uh, cosmetics to healthcare needs, your vitamins, sports supplements. We've got it. Well, if I had to have you Thursday night, I could have done with you because Thursday night I had to run out of the shop in full embarrassment at half past eight for dishwasher tablets oh. but that's a sign of poor housekeeping <laughs> I got them the other night but poor housekeeping to have to get them at 20 past eight absolutely um, come here to tell you now you were telling me earlier on in the store this morning you have been uh, seconded you're on a process of a secondment to Ireland you've come over uh, from Australia since uh, earlier this year yes that's correct I relocated here in April um, and have been adjusting to life here and been thrown into our workload here and it's been fantastic the staff that we uh, work with are fantastic to work with um, but yes it's been about seven months and did you just come over on your own or just a colleague or friend come uh, over did you just no. come over and set up shop over I here moved yourself here, moved here on my own Oh my God! Yeah. And of course, you were telling me this morning that you have found love. Some travel for love, but you you got it over here. Yes, only a couple of months in, but um, yes, I met someone in June, which has been great. 
How lovely. And that's going well? Yeah, it's going fantastic. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so you're not, you're not nat- national operations manager all the time. You're, you're, you're doing do another few operations. <laughs> <laughs> There's another few operations ongoing for sure. So in terms then of um, setting up here and, and the operation mm-hmm. that is I- I- in play here today. So now what happens to you? Do you kind of wheel on to the next town or will you still be kind of keeping uh, a, a finger in the pie here or what will your role be going forward? Well, we've got a, um, a really great support head office team so we will have support through uh, with the Carlo staff to make sure that the trade is successful mm-hmm. um, but I am moving on to our next project already from Monday uh, where we're relocating our original store we opened up in 2020 in Blanchardstown. Uh, we're moving to a bigger and better site uh, a couple of doors down, uh, which is going to be exciting for the Blanchardstown area. Oh, fabulous. And um, just looking this morning at people going in and out, people seem to be very happy with the, with the offering here. I'm seeing a lot of bags going out the, going out the door here this morning as well. Uh, yes, it's been absolutely bu- buzzing inside. Yeah. There's Claire Delaney going into it as well, so uh, it's all going to be uh, sorted. Uh, all going to be sorted as well. But you're enjoying life in Ireland. What are the the best bits? Chemist warehouse aside, so I'll take that as red that chemist warehouse is the best bit. What are the other facets of Irish life that you're enjoying, Christian? Ah, uh, look, I love a good nightlife, so I do love a good pub. Uh- <laughs> Tick. We can do that yeah, very well. Which uh, is not limited here, which has been fantastic. Um, I do love going for walks and hikes and, and that, so I've done a couple of those. Um, and just exploring the country and, and discovering a whole new country, which has been fantastic. And you're living in Dublin? Yes, correct. Okay, so it's only a, a spit from Carlo as well. Yeah, not too far. Absolutely. Well, listen, um, hopefully you will continue to enjoy Ireland and uh, all that Irish life has. You've come committed to a couple of years you're going to stay for a couple of years anyway yeah, yeah i'm stuck here for a couple of years but i'm enjoying it now just look out uh, the lovely window of our very glamorous studio here <laughs> outside of chemist warehouse i'm sure you don't often see that rain and uh, murky weather drizzling down the windows uh, in australia what part of australia were you from um i was born, and, from? born and raised in melbourne but lived in sydney for the last eight years okay. so i am used to a hot summer christmas so this year will be a lot different from being at the beach Okay, and what are your Christmas plans then on that Uh, subject? I haven't locked anything in as of yet, but I'll probably be spent with a couple of friends, um, more of a local Christmas back um, back in Dublin. Lovely. Uh, Yeah, but we'll see how we go. And a turkey involved. Yeah, absolutely. There you have it. Well, listen, lovely to chat with you this morning, Uh, Christian. Continued good wishes um, in your role as National Operations Manager back to Blanchardstown and and keeping an eye on activities here in Carlow. But for joining us, we thank you. Thanks, Edward. Thanks so much. That's Christian Pullis there, who is the National Operations Manager here at Chemist Warehouse Carlo. Now, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> but anyway, I'm working on it. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. We're having a great morning here. It's a hive of activity and fun and frolics and uh, great celebration as well. Uh, and as Jennifer so rightly pointed out, great celebration of 40 jobs coming to an area. It's no mean feat for sure and certain. Let's take a break and we're heading to Bansha after the break. Fun on shop. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Or. Tua Kamar Deranolis, Linuak August Sport, Gokla. 
Now, Talon Gaelica are on Clor in UV. Martin uh, back, Tom Martin uh, back at base in case you are uh, doing a great job for us as well. Now, uh, the competition line is now closed. Da da da. The competition line is now closed. And the winner of our fantastic hamper, absolutely fantastic hamper from Chemist Warehouse Carlo is um, Joan Earls from Burris in County Carlo. So, congratulations, Joan. Cohorticus more and uh, we'll be in touch after the show and the hamper will be winning its way to you. How lucky are you, Joan? Now, you can do one of three things, Joan. You can either have it all for yourself, you can give the hamper to someone else, or you can do what lots of us do, is break up the hamper and make three or four presents out of it. Uh, So there's lots of options that you can do there as well. But whatever you do with it, Joan, hope you... uh, get on really really well now as I told you we're in Carlo this morning celebrating Chemist Warehouse Carlo's uh, official opening weekend but now let's take a little break and head up to Bansha and we're joined by the Queen of Bansha and a very very highly regarded and celebrated and much loved artist of country music and that is the ever lovely and I mean ever lovely Louise Morrissey Louise good morning to you Good morning, Edward. Lovely to talk to you this morning. Likewise, Louise, and thanks so much for joining us on the show. I was going to have our introduction, uh, a version of you and I singing the chorus of After the Ball, but I've decided to uh, deprive the listeners of that little treat this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Another time, Edward. (laughs) Please, God. Um, Louise, of course, congratulations are due to you because you are celebrating your 35th anniversary in country music. Now, we all know your first concert was on the night of your confirmation. If I do the maths correctly, it has to have been. But 35 years on the road, Louise, um, is no mean feat for sure. Well, I'm I'm delighted, Edward. Yeah, 35 years in country music this year. And um, delighted, yeah. Started out in 1988 with the, with the band, formed a band and went on the road and did all the dance halls all around the country and all around the UK. And um, just have been working ever since and have been very lucky and very fortunate to be able to still go out and sing and people are still happy to come out and listen to me. And I'm very, very grateful for that. So, um, yeah, we've been touring around the country this year, um, you know, just doing some some concerts. I had never done my own concert tour before, so decided to do one this year. And it's been sort of ongoing since last March, or sorry, since last May, Um, you know, just all around the country. So I'm delighted with it, and, and it's been going great, and... You know, it's it's been it's been a great thirty five years, I have to say. Thanks for the God. It certainly has, and of course, you were in Carlo recently. But now, uh, for those who missed that opportunity, you're coming down our neck of the woods again, and you're going to be in Hotel Kilkenny on the tenth of December. Uh, joined on the night by a star-studded lineup: Olivia Douglas, John McNichol, Gary Gambles, Marty Daniels, and the full country band Matrimony, and of course. My very good friend, uh, the Queen of Patsy Klein, Sandy Kelly, uh, will also be with you and has been with you on the tour as well. She, like you, is also amazing. She she is indeed. And Sandy and I are great friends, and I know you and her are great friends as well. Um, A a fabulous lady. And and all the artists, Edward, on on the night that are coming along, John McNichol, Gary Gamble, Marty Daniels, Olivia Douglas, 
and, and fabulous band as well, full band, uh, Matrimony, who have been on the tour with me as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's been just such a great tour and looking forward to visiting Kilkenny. And, and every night that we've gone out doing this tour, Edward, it's been a different lineup every night. So lots of people are coming several times, you know, to the shows because, the, you know, of the different guests. So really yes. looking forward to Hotel Kilkenny on Sunday the 10th. And sure, listen, if you're free and if you're not doing anything, come along yourself. I'll be there, Louise, because as you know, I'm a big Louise Morrissey fan and I've gone to lots of <laughs> your concerts. You. I remember uh, dancing to you one night in the Lord Bagnell in Lachlan Bridge as well and you give such a fantastic concert. Louise, before I let you go, uh, because the clock is up against me, but if I, if I yes. was to uh, say one song that the, the people kind of... You're, you're the Louise Morrissey Sweet Caroline, the one that they won't go home without you giving. What is it? Well, look, it has to be uh, one of the one of the Tipperary songs. It has to be Tipperary on my mind. And that song has been so good to me for years and years and written for me as well 35 years ago. So I, that, that would have to be included. There, well, but listen, there's so many of them, Edward. So many. There are. Well, my sister, I have to let, I think I told you this before, my eldest sister for years uh, wanted to be Louise Morrissey and she used to be going around the house singing the poor orphan girl named Maria and the Carroll County accident. So she gave a very good Louise Morrissey rendition as well, my sister Anne. Uh, but listen, you're well a superstar, done. Louise, and we look forward to seeing you in Kilkenny on December the 10th for sure and certain. Thanks so much, Edward, and thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me on and I look forward to catching up with you pleasure. God bless you, Louise. That's Louise Morrissey there, a country legend, coming to Kenny on the 10th. Just before we conclude and sign off this morning, we must go back to our Chief Marketing Officer, Angela Nettapu, uh, to sign off. It has been a superb morning here, Angela. It has been amazing. Can't thank you enough. It's been a fantastic morning. We still encourage everybody to make their way down. down. We have so many um, offers. So, yes, make your way down. We are so excited to be in Carlo. And thank you very much for today. Well, listen, it was lovely to have you. And thanks so much for the warm invitation and the hospitality to us this morning. It was lovely to be part of Chemist Warehouse uh, open here in Carlo. So thank you very much and continued good wishes and good fortune and good business to you all. Um, That's all from us. Thank you to all of my wonderful guests on the show this morning. Thanks to the wonderful team. We have the lovely Carmel is here. Tara is here uh, producing with us this morning. Ken is our sound engineer and Martin back at base. Eddie is up next with the Saturday brunch. If the Lord spares me, I'll be back with you again next Saturday morning from 10 until 12. But from now until then, God bless. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden.